Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Wednesday, April 28th of 2021. So it seems like we're doing this weird back and forth kind of week where like one day is really busy, one day is really slow, one day is really busy, one day is really slow. So that's kind of where we're at. Yesterday was obviously an incredibly busy day. Today was like steady but certainly not busy and not... um, not a ton of things to like really dive in on and talk about a lot, um, which is totally fine. Um, it's just kind of like a weird, like wave week where it's busy and then not busy. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those weeks. They happen occasionally. I'm cool with it. Um, so we are just going to jump right in and start talking about the Belgian Royal family. Today was also the first like real day of my new job, so things are kind of in the process of of, of officially starting to evolve and change now. Um, I've been kind of preparing for it for the past couple of weeks, but today was the official like changing of the day of the schedule for me a little bit. Um, I've actually been off work for an hour, so for those who don't know, I used to work until eight at like my day job. And then immediately come and record this, and then I would be up till like midnight, and then I would do it all over again. Um, And so I've been off my new day job for like an hour, which is awesome. Um, I've had dinner. I've had some time to like chill out. Um, I The Handmaid's Tale came out on Hulu, so I watched an episode before I recorded like things are good I had a very long lunch break that I get to schedule myself and like it's great so things will start getting a little bit more um high quality and I hope and also like I'll have a little bit more of a balance in my life rather than um what I was doing before which I'm not sure we'll see of course this is new um But I just wanted to share a little bit of that with you guys because I think I have time to today um, because it's kind of that kind of day. So um, in Belgium, in the royal family today, there were two different events for King Philippe. Um, So first he visited the Eurogentech Laboratory. Um, So Eurogentech is a company that is a pioneer in gene therapy and has become a critical part of the production of the vaccine uh, for covid Um, and then he also today met with the executive vice president of the European Commission for Trade, I think is his title, um, and they held an audience at the palace in Brussels. So those were the two events today for King Philippe. Um, I 
I don't know. It was just kind of a boring day. Again, this is just kind of where we're at in life right now. It's either like a really busy day in each country or a really boring day. And I don't want to say that these events were boring, but I'll say this. I have mentioned on here before, and this holds very true. I, and I go through phases like this where I'm just like super over the existence of COVID in general. And so seeing events focused on COVID very specifically like this sometimes is just boring. Um, and so we've had some things recently that have felt less COVID-y than we have in a year. Um, and that's been really, really nice. I'm not going to lie. Um, whereas going to a gene therapy lab is of course super duper COVID-y um, and focused on that. So I don't know. It was just kind of like a bleh, whatever kind of thing for me. So that was King Philippe's day. And then um, the audience with the European Commission is pretty regular, but business as usual. Um, so those were the two different things going on in Belgium today. And then it does look like the rest of their week is quiet. Um, at least for now, there could be some unannounced things in the next two days. But as of right now, they don't have anything on the calendar. So with all of that, we are going to go ahead now and just move straight on to the UK. the British royal family today, there wasn't actually any public-facing events. Um, however, today the Prince of Wales sent a message as well as um, financial support to the situation in India. Um, so I'm not sure how you can live in the world right now and know and not know what's going on in India, but just a general idea and I will be honest and say that like I don't know a lot I of course know the like very tip of like what's going on but um India is going through a very horrible time with COVID at the moment um, I saw a headline and again, I, um, didn't go into a lot of detail on the headline, um, but that the, India ha had a record of 200,000 deaths yesterday in one day. And, you know, the U.S. in total has lost less than 600,000 in a year. Um, I'm not sure of our official number anymore, but for India to lose 200,000 people in a day, and of course, you know, India's population is very, very high, but still, um, that's pretty awful and scary. Um, and it's, 
it's terrible. Um, and so the whole world is really coming together to give India the support they need as much as possible. And so Charles sent this message. Um, and then he also made a personal donation to the Oxygen for India Emergency Appeal um, that is being carried out by the British Asian Trust. Um, and that is a organization that Charles is um, honorary president or patron of, um, but does have some involvement with. And um, they set up this way to get oxygen to India for um, saving people's lives. So if you're in a position to help India in any way, please do. Um, it's really, really terrible. Um, and it's really, really sad. And if you're, you know, like me, um, I'm a, I'm not news averse. Like I read the news, I'm aware of what's happening in the world. Um, but I'm very selective about the news that I allow to like penetrate my day-to-day -day life. Um, and this is not one of the things that I allow in my day-to-day -day because it will cripple me. Um, and that's not okay for me, but the actionable items that you can do in this situation, donating money to get them oxygen, um, is just, it's an easy way to help, um, because the, the world really needs us to help. Um, so that is what was going on public facing, um, I do want to go ahead and go through the court circular now um, because that was that's the next thing to do. Um, I do want to say, yes, I know um, there are new things happening um, and I am very excited for said new things. However, they're meant to be talked about tomorrow. So that's when we'll talk about them. Um, I try to keep things on the day they were released. Uh, these photos were released at midnight for the UK. Um, so while it is still 7.45 p.m. for me, um, it is tomorrow in the UK. And we're going to go with that. So we're going to go with the court circular and then we're going to talk about all the exciting things tomorrow. But I will say, I'm a very happy girl at the moment. Um, okay, so today on the court circular um, at Windsor Castle, today Queen Elizabeth received the Bishop of Chester um, upon his appointment um, as, I guess, the Bishop of Chester. Um, and so this happened like a couple of times. Um, also for the Bishop of Ch uh, Chelmsford. Um, and then there was a council meeting with the Secretary of State for Housing, Communities, and Local Government, uh, the Secretary of State for the Home Department, and the Secretary of State for Education. Um, and then also today, wow, Queen Elizabeth had a very, very busy Wednesday, um, also today, Queen Elizabeth and the Prime Minister Boris Johnson had their weekly audience via telephone.
Um, so that is that. Gosh, you guys, her day was extremely busy. Um, and then at Kensington Palace, the Duchess of Cambridge held an early years meeting today. So those were the two things happening in um, the court circular and then as well as the Prince of Wales appeal to the world on behalf of um, the British Asian Trust, but also just the people in India who need some support. So that is what was going on there. And now we are going to transition to the Danish royal family. Denmark today, there was one event and then an announcement. Um, so today, Queen Margrethe held um, or received the new appoint newly appointed officers for the Danish armed forces. So all three branches of the military, army, navy, and air force, um, they're newly appointed officers, which is like the higher tier of service members, um, were able to uh, be received by the queen. So this looked, from what I can tell in picture form, um, a, like, review of the guard, um, and then a quick, you know, socially distanced chat with groupings of officers. Um, and this is all just from the picture. I haven't seen any video and they didn't do, like, a super detailed anything. Um, but from what I can tell, that is what happened. And I just want to point out again, like, for me, how lovely it is to have these more um, traditional events coming back in a way that is still super friendly to COVID, but then also um, normal, like, in, in pre-COVID world, it's normal. Um, and so that's just been really nice and you know I at the beginning of the year I was really frustrated with the Danish royal family and I honestly like I stand by that um we don't know whatever happened behind the scenes but like publicly they weren't sharing events for three months um and of course April has been better and March was a little bit better than April or than the previous two but like April has been great and I know it's because Denmark has loosened their lockdown and their restrictions. And that is great. And I'm, like, so glad to see these normal things. But, like, I do want to say, like, my frustration still feels super justified. Um, because every single royal family, including the other Scandinavian ones, have figured out ways to, like, share what they're doing throughout the lockdowns. Um, and so... But they're making up for it, right? Like, April is better. May is going to be really good because it has um, Christian's confirmation and a couple of other things. Um, and then today it was also announced that Queen Margrethe will be taking her, like, summer sailing tour, which she does every uh, most years um, and visits different parts of the Kingdom of Denmark. And so um, last year was the 100th anniversary of the reunification of 
um, the southern Jutland to the rest of Denmark. Um, and that, that was supposed to be a huge celebration. We live in the middle of a pandemic, and so the celebration got canceled um, or postponed. But they are going to do something this year. Um, Queen Margrethe, Crown Prince Frederick, Prince Christian. So, like, the queen and her two heirs are going to be present. Um, so, things are happening, and I am very excited about this. Um, however, like, it was a slow start. You know, it's April 28th, and things are just feeling like they're starting to pick up. Um, and we're almost five months into the year. Or, like, we've gone through four months of the year now. So, I don't know. We're, what, a third? That means we're a third of the way through the year. That's crazy. I don't like to think about it that way. Um, but anyway, that's what was going on today in Denmark. A couple of different announcements. I'm very excited to see the intense buildup of the schedule. That's been lovely. Um, but... So that's what was going on in Denmark today. The Netherlands is our only country without events, and it'll be pretty quiet for the next couple of days, I presume. Um, again, there could be some unannounced engagements, but they don't have anything on the calendar for the rest of the week. And I kind of expect them to stick with that just because uh, Koningsdag is such a big day. Um, I don't, I truly don't expect to see the Dutch royal family in the next couple of days, but I'm truly hoping they prove me wrong. I love when I'm proved wrong. Um, but anyway, so we are going to jump now to the Norwegian royal family. amount of events, which was wonderful. Um, but they they really only shared, well, they didn't share really any details about any of them. Um, so we're just gonna go through them. I am gonna check out, um, the Norwegian Royal House's website just one more time to make sure a couple of things are happening or did happen. Um, so the first thing, um, and I know this happened because they shared the video, Crown Prince Akun opened the conference uh, titled One of Us, which is all about the focus on um, the addiction epidemic and how relatable, is that the word I want to use, um, more commonplace it is than a lot of people think. Um, I've talked about this, but I am a social worker by education. I'm not a practicing social worker. I do not want to be. I'm very happy not being. Um, sorry, I just dropped my phone on my computer. Um, but I still know the world. And um, the amount of people that have been affected by drug addiction is alarming and also the amount of people who don't seem like they would be affected 
um, in terms of being super stereotypical, um, are. So this has nothing to do with being a social worker, but I lived in a town, um, for a little while that had lost, um, it was a factory town. It had lost its factory jobs because, um, it was paper. They were paper factories and people stopped using a lot of paper. So there was no need for a lot of these paper factories anymore. So pretty much everyone in this town had lost their paper mill job. Um, and in the locations of the former paper factories were now inpatient centers for drug addiction. And it was a small area that used to be like a booming part of the state um, and is now the largest geographic portion and has the smallest population. Um, And the amount of people that were affected by addiction is still, and this has been five, five years since I lived there, um, is still heartbreaking to me. Um, I could walk to like a a very, like a dollar store, um, and it was less than a block and I would run into several people, um, who were experiencing addiction. Um, and it was awful and sad. Um, and these people had everything before and then they lost their jobs and it was gone. Or, you know, the, the athlete who was prescribed pain medicine after surgery and then like couldn't get off of the pain medication, things like that. It, and so it is super, it affects a lot of people. Um, and so that is what the conference was all about. And the title, um, is aptly one of us. And then the virtual visit to San Francisco continued. This is what I wanted to check in on because I really only thought it was a day. Um, but I want to make sure that there were some events today. So let me, let me see if they shared um, any more from the second. Oh, well, they did. Um, I just tried to show you my phone. You can't see my phone because this is a voice recording. Um, but today, Crown Prince Akun um, was in a video conference with the Speaker of the House of Representatives in the U.S., um, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who is from um, San Francisco. She is the representative for one of the San Francisco areas. Um, And, sorry, I'm, like, thoroughly shocked because I didn't know this happened. Um... I'm just seeing if they shared. So it seems like that was like the the big part of the day today. Um, sorry, that's like a big deal. Nancy Pelosi has had a very big day. Um, for those who don't know, the first um, 
speech by President Biden to the Congresses tonight. It's a it's a big deal in the states, and so it's a big deal for the Speaker of the House. So it's been a big day for Nancy Pelosi. Royalty, big first foe state of the union. It's a big day. Um, okay. So, um, okay. So here's some information on the meeting with Nancy Pelosi, um, a meeting between Crown Prince Akhun and the foreign minister. Um, and so it seems like maybe there were some other democratic representatives on with her as well. Um, but they, oh, this is, okay, this is so sad. Um, so Crown Prince Akhun began by expressing his sympathy with the great losses the United States has suffered during the corona pandemic. Um, and then also talking about the enormous effort that we are doing in the states here for mass vaccination. Um, And there was a conversation about public and private partnerships. Um, So I'm interested to maybe watch this a little bit, and I probably will on my own time. But um, okay. Anyway, sorry, I got super distracted and super hyper-focused there for a minute on the Nancy Pelosi of it all. Anyway, um... So that is what was going on in Norway today. Um, And now we are going to go ahead and move on to the Spanish royal family. In Spain today, King Felipe had one event, so he visited and presided over the annual meeting for the Spanish Council, uh, Spanish State Council, where they presented the 2020, like, report of what their, um, organization, government body has been doing. Um, So I did a little bit of research on this. So the council or the state council, I want to call it a council of state because, but that's not what it is. It's the state council is an organization, is an organization within the government of Spain to ensure that it's like a watchdog group essentially for the government, um, but it's also run by the government. So for those that don't pay a lot of attention to world politics, which is fine. Um, it's just a hobby for me, which seems like a really nerd. It is a nerdy hobby. I'm a political person. I'm super into politics. I'm also like very strongly considering a move to Spain. And so I want to know what the politics are in that country too. Um, but Spain has a corruption problem really from just like everywhere. And there has been this uh, state council put into place to make sure that the government and governing authorities authorities are acting within the constitution. 
Um, I can't say they're doing, I'm, their job is very hard because of just the nature of Spain. Um, and I don't know why this happens in Spain. I, I can't figure it out. Um, but like, there's currently a problem with one of the main political parties and money, um, former king of Spain, Juan Carlos, has had some, uh, corruption challenges, um, just because of money and where money should and shouldn't be going. And, um, so it's like a big deal to make sure that government organizations are acting within the constitution. Um, and it's also, Spain has a weird bureaucracy in that, like, everything is super red taped and bureaucratic. Um, one of the ways I'm thinking about, you know, going to Spain is by teaching English. Um, and the amount of work that has to be done to like, and I get it. It's, you know, a visa, like a a visa, like a, a student visa or any kind of residence visa, um, of course takes a lot of work and it should, it's important that it does, but it seems like there are 20 different steps that all lead to the same thing, but you have to do all 20 of them. Um, you know, I mentioned yesterday that I went and got my passport. I've never had a passport before. We just didn't travel, um, outside the country when I was a kid. And so I've never left the U S. Um, but I plan to next year and I've talked about that, but here's how getting my passport went for me. I was born in the U S so I'm a citizen and I had to prove that I gave them that paperwork and then they sent in my application. Like it's all going to be very easy. I don't expect that I will get my application denied. I'm a little worried about my passport photo. Um, but I think it'll be fine. Like it's going to be the easiest thing because I'm, it's just easy. Um, it was two steps and yes, you have to jump through like a few hoops, but not a lot. Um, I actually found getting my driver's license was harder, but that's okay. Um, and so this is obviously extremely important. And when I say that Spain has a corruption problem, um, Obviously, that corruption problem has affected King Felipe in a personal way in that um, he became king and kind of like the start of the discovery of King of his father's corruption challenges, um, which is the, the nice way I'm saying this. Um, and he has always demonstrated himself to be a king who wants to be a constitutional king. Um, who believes in Spain in a way that, like, I don't think I've seen from any of their politicians. Um, and this is important to him. So I was shocked when I learned that this was his first visit to the state council, um, and this particular meeting. Um, but it was the first one since 2014, which is when he became king, um, And it just, like, it's a big deal. And so that is what the state council is for Spain and, like, the importance of it. And also just, like, some general Spain has corruption issue talk. Um, Because, wow, 
Um, so that is what was going on in Spain today. Tomorrow looks like it could be a busier day, but for now we are going to move on to the Swedish royal family. <laughs> was one event today in Sweden. Um, and so today King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia took part in a meeting, a digital meeting with representatives from the Swedish Olympic Committee to talk about the 2020 Olympic Games that are now being held in 2021. Uh, thank you, COVID. Also, can we start taking bets on whether the 2020 Olympics are ever actually going to happen? I was really confident for a while and then Japan just like entered another state of emergency and I'm much less confident now. Um, although they're carrying on with the torch relay, which is cracking me up. Um, I just don't, I officially don't think the Olympics are going to happen this year. I'm just going to throw that out in the world. Again, I want to be proven wrong, but I just, I don't see it happening. Um, you know, we already know that they're not happening with an attendance, which is fine. I, that's obviously the way to do it. Um, but I'm just to the point now that I'm like, I don't think the world is ready for a global sporting event yet. We're, we're just now being allowed. Okay. I'm from the States. We're not allowed to go anywhere, but the EU is considering letting vaccinated ones of us in over the summer. And I'm now thrilled. I'm not going anywhere. Although if Canada lets us in, once my passport comes, I might go to Canada. Just so you all know. Um, no, I don't know. But like, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that we're ready for a global sporting event quite yet, but I don't know how much longer you can postpone 2020 Olympics because we're getting closer and closer to the 2024 Olympics at this point. So... I don't know. I'm throwing it out into the world that I no longer think the 2020 Olympics are going to happen. And I feel very bad for Japan for that, um, because Olympic games are expensive to host, um, on top of a pandemic because no one saw that coming. Um, so, but anyway, they were talking about the, um, Swedish athletes and the Swedish participation in the Olympics. Um, and also the way the pandemic has affected the games and what the games will look like in a COVID environment. So that is what was going on in Sweden today, as well as our seven countries. Um, a lot happening, but still like a rather calm day. So with that, I'm going to end this episode, do all the things, uh, visit the website, thedailyroyal.com, the Instagram, the Daily Royal and like and review this podcast, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great Thursday.